0: just
1: takes good evening welcome to success in the city my name is helen webster i'm with the lovely
0: sandra scott and our fabulous inspirational guest today is
2: i'm grace of Sound.
0: Thank you
1: so much, Grace, for giving your time today, and we are super excited to find out all about Grace and all about ultrasound. We've just been having a little chat, and um, yeah, there's loads and loads that we're going to be talking about. But first, we do um, shout out to the kids, any little people who've done amazing things this week. So I'm going to start, and on Thursday, Friday of last week, we went to the Lord Derby Academy And it was the transition week for year seven. So they're they're going to be starting school next week into senior school. And they'd been for a whole week and they'd done um, some science and some maths and some lessons on the Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. And then Thursday, Friday, we had two days of sports and activity, which was amazing. Um, And the weather was beautiful and we did it all outside. And the facilities are just, it's a great, great school. And it, it was just lovely. And so they're making friends and seeing what the building's like so when they go to school next week those sort of like little barriers of like anxiety and things hopefully are uh, broken down a little bit so massive shout out to them they were all super wendy they were all like really well behaved and and excited. good Good. and i'm going to give a shout out to
0: um my gcse students so i'm made up we had a 100% pass rate again this year brilliant well done we tutored for a level and gcse in both languages that we do for those uh, courses and English. So we were thrilled a bit. So brilliant. delighted. And sometimes I have to chase the kids to find out how they got on. And Daisy texted me like at eight in the morning. So I was over the moon with her. So uh, just great results. So just shout out to all our kids because these have had the worst time at school you could have imagined with the lockdown. Mm-hmm. So um, just delighted
1: with our results again this year. So that was brilliant. That. Well done. Well done. Um, What about you, Grace? Any little people that you want to shout out to?
2: Maybe not little, little, but I'd probably echo what Sandra was saying about um all the kids who've just had the results and whether they're unhappy or not. I yeah. remember like, how stressful it was just waiting for those results and it feels like those results determine the rest of your life and I know those kids have worked so hard especially like you saying Sandra with Mm -hmm. like all the chaos of lockdown and the pressure must feel insane so to all of them that've managed to get through those exams like props to them because that is not easy
1: yeah definitely definitely so we've got a LinkedIn user that hasn't come up with the name on mine so hello to you um, they're saying hello to everyone, so that's cool. Um, mm. I also want to give a little shout out to Autumn. Oh. So, Autumn um from Ukraine came over. Sandra's been teaching him English, um, he's going to his new school in September, and he came to be um a little helper, didn't he? On um well, I knew on he Thursday was. and Friday. Very and sporty, very yeah. sporty, absolutely amazing. He was and you know to not be fluent in the language and to come and to teach children who are slightly he just had a lovely way about him and he was yeah. just brilliant so um massive massive shout out to Autumn. It, it's a really cool thing what you did and and he was super helpful so he was a real asset to it to to our gang wasn't he
0: definitely and he was very happy his mum said to me today because i teach them at the big health project and his mum said today um he was she said he was so happy. she said he's contento means happy and she speaks to me in italian because i did not speak ukrainian and she speaks italian and she said uh, contentissimo which means just really 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 happy which no. is a big description for a teenager who's you know at to flee a war zone so we were just delighted about that, and he had a great time with Oscar and everything. So
1: yeah, so it was brilliant. So massive shout out to Autumn as well. Um, so success this week personally for you. Something cool that happened to you. Um, do you want to go first, son? Yeah, go on then.
0: So finally, coat number four of my mum's fence got done. Roman really came to help me, and we got so the whole fence is done now. Thank God. I'd, i just can't believe how many coats it's taken of this stuff to go from but if you go from brown to a sage green i suppose so all air Fence is done so i'm delighted and i painted all my back wall as well with the um white and the with my plants so i'm very excited about all of that so uh I've just got loads of jobs done over three days, which made me feel much better. It's Carl Starkey at the Thin Blue, thin
1: blue Line watching on LinkedIn. Oh, hello to Carla. So I've had a lovely coffee with Carl today, and Carl mm-hmm. is going to come on our show. <gasps> exactly. Well, he's, he, he's got an interesting story, hasn't he? So, mm-hmm. I he really it. is. He really has. Yeah. Um, what's happened to
2: you this week, Grace? That's been amazing. Um... I had my tooth out, which sounds like a bad thing, but I'm no. really relieved. I, I, it was awful, and I've got it yanked out, and I feel loads better now.
1: Brilliant! Yeah. If you've got toothache, can you get it out? It's right, it hundred percent. Right out. So that yeah, was brilliant.
2: It was well, slightly dramatic, but it's out now, and it's in the past. Oh. Did the tooth fairy visit? Um. You know what? The two though did not visit, and that's a very good mm. point. I'm gonna have to take. I'm gonna have to make an official complaint. <laughs> I think we need
1: to have serious words with the grown ups. Maybe we need to leave a little letter.
2: Well. Yeah. You get really when working?
1: If you're over oh eighteen, you get one of those purple notes, don't you? Oh really? It was my <laughs> yeah. wisdom
2: too, so I think I deserve. It. Oh,
1: oh. I had at least what? five of those purple In notes. Real mm. not <laughs> <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, and so my That's success it. this week was going camping at the weekend Brilliant. So we went camping friday came home sunday it was amazing we just had a great great time and we only went to um just outside of chester to um where the cheshire ice cream farmers literally mm-hmm. two cool. two just mile start. walk from there um so we, yeah we walked to the ice cream farm which was very good um but yeah it was cool it was just like lovely to be away and um felt like i've been away for ages we had a fire pit and a barbecue and yeah to, to and go to sleep under the stars and wake up you know and be able to sit outside and have a cup of tea and first thing in the morning is just amazing oh, so yeah yes.
0: so um without a, without a bear breaking in your tent and attacking yeah
1: you. there was no bears there was no bears <laughs> not nothing not no. poppy dog was poppy dog was there to save us so. Brilliant. yeah so it was really cool yeah um so grace is our guest um today and we are super excited as we said before but first we're going to play this or that before we find out about all the cool stuff she's done Sam, do you want to go first or do you I want me to go first to go First, okay i've done a little bit themey here with mine okay you're so, gonna rob man sun salutations mm-hmm. in the morning or in the evening so for those who don't know what a sun salutation is, it's, it's a yoga move, okay? It's like a little, um, lots of, few little moves that, that's sort of in, in, in a flow and in a sequence.
2: <laughs> yeah,
1: just like that, son. Just like that. So, well,
2: Grace. I know, I'm defo morning, got to be morning. And also maybe evening, but preference morning. Yeah.
0: Morning for me with that one. Mm
1: so I've only done sun salutations of an evening I've never done them first thing in the morning so I used to go to yoga class late at night and I used to do them of an evening mm. and it was amazing and I've started to do yoga before I go to bed yeah um and I love it it just makes me sleep it makes me all like flowy and stuff okay. like that so yeah a little bit a little bit of shoulder wiggle there And um, yeah so so I think yoga of an evening for me mm. But although I do love First thing of a morning, doing doing exercise, but yogi of a night, yeah yeah. What about you, Sam? Um,
0: well, f- for the morning for that, yeah. just yeah. saw that, okay. Yeah. So, um, I've also well met Grease before, etc. So I've I'm gonna pick something now, and I'm gonna pick ceramics or fabric. Um, I'm ceramics.
1: Ooh, um ceramics for me as well
0: okay ceramics and to admire fabric to work with for oh, me very
1: good i like that answer good answer yeah. son mm. okay grace singing bowl or gong the noise of a singing bowl or a gong
2: um oh they're very different at the moment i feel more personally connected to balls like totally different but i'd say at this moment in time i'd say a ball
0: yeah Son. a gong because i've always wanted a big massive gong to go like that like the fella from
1: the movies exactly (laughs) and
0: you know sometimes when you're abroad in restaurants they've got these massive gongs (laughs) and i always get the urge to walk past and go like that so if i could do that legitimately
1: i'd be ecstatic so (laughs) (laughs) i'm gonna go a singing bowl so i've I've only ever used one once so chrissy um kinzino rpt she's got one and um, oh. she brought it. Yeah, yeah, she brought it to show me. And, and she showed me how you did it. And she said, only certain people can do it. And it worked when I did it. Only certain
0: people can do
1: it. Yeah, so, yeah you, have, you have to be like in the zone and, and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, so you was look very cool, well, Sandra. <laughs> Sandra doesn't believe me there. i human now. Be <laughs> there's a technique. There's a technique. You have to do it with the. Yeah. OK, San. OK. Uh, watercolours
2: or oils grace i'd say watercolours and like it's got to be like easy and flowing and i'm all about the watercolours
1: um watercolours for me
2: okay oils for me
0: because they're less messy and don't drip on the floor (laughs) (laughs) watercolours because i'm just hopeless art grace i am not artistic at all there's
2: no such thing there is no such thing
1: no i've seen some of them sculptures out there when they put a brick in the middle you know what I mean? yes. <laughs> so diane-, diane
2: hughes oh yeah i was gonna say diane
1: hughes is listening and she says watercolors for her oh lovely interesting okay my last one walking barefoot on the sand or on the grass um, Sandra,
0: hands down, 100% without a moment's thought. Okay, your chances of standing on slugs, power etc., are highly reduced on the sand than they are in grass. Nobody knows what's under that grass. No, sand, hands down.
1: Mm, what about you, Grace?
2: I like um, your stipulation, Sandra, about all the slugs this and that. If there was guaranteed no like poo that I'm going to stand in, I'd oh. love the grass. But I like the benefit of if there's sand, there's most likely also probably water, and you can walk in that. So mm. that also,
0: it's like demo abrasion
1: on your feet when you walk <laughs> along way. your feet are it's amazing. Totally yeah, yeah. So Tom says, what about acrylics? And Diane says sand, I think she said sand then, didn't she? Um, yeah, she says end up in dog poo round here, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, lovely. Um, so, perfect so, I'm 100% grass, grass on you, cold like at the earth under your feet, so mm. um, yeah, amazing, well, well, better than sand, although I do like sand. But I'm a bit like Grace. If there's sun, there might be water. So you can have a little paddle in the water and stuff. would be cool. Okay. So because we've gone live, the cat has now appeared. My cat hates humans until we go live on the show. I thought so I a little you. Yeah. will just do it all the way through because we're live. And then as soon as we finish, you'll get off. You <laughs> will. Yeah. Um, okay, San, your last one. Okay. So my last one, Grace, is film
2: or music? Oh that one's hard. Um, I'd say, oh, that one is difficult. I'd say music.
0: What about I you, Helen? I'm oh, sorry.
2: No, I was just going to say, I think with really good films, you get really good sound as well. But I like the storytelling elements of both, but music is a bit more accessible like, in daily life.
1: Mm-hmm. I'm a bit like, and Diane says film, um, for me, um, if I could only have one thing, you know, and it was television or music, I'd hundred percent have music. What about you, son?
0: Um, I'd have music. i that had to be one or the other, definitely by far. Mm-hmm. And in our office this morning, we had the, well, we had George Michael on and stuff, and then we mm-hmm. had the
1: Beach Boys on. It was brilliant. We I have a have vinyl been- only. We have vinyl only, don't we? So we have records. Yeah. Um and we had the Beach Boys, which was ace. I just love the Beach Boys.
0: I had three hours cancellations this morning, back to back. Despite me telling everyone, reminding everyone, it had been the bank holiday. Was tomorrow? Okay, was last night. So, um, but it was great because
1: I got loads of work done and we had listened to music. So that was cool as well. Yeah, that's brilliant. Well. yeah, Um. So that's all. All this and that. I'm gonna pass you over to Sandra. So I'm just gonna introduce Grace, and then we're gonna hand it over to Grace.
0: No problem at all. Um. So. I knew Grace for I met Grace some time ago actually because um, we're both good friends with her uncle and who um, as a cheap pay for you to have some Spanish lessons didn't he because you were going to work mm-hmm. going to do some voluntary work in the Galapagos Island but Grace is just an artist on another level so went and she went to uh, Central St. Martins College, which I'm intrigued to hear more about as well. And um, then, as I say, went out and did a project in the Galapagos Islands, which we'll just speak about. And now you've set up your own company, haven't you? And you're doing sound therapy. You're a professional sound therapist, which you have trained for. So we'd love to hear all about your journey Grace, going, from going through College Galapagos and how we've come to do sound therapy and what, what sound therapy is, what the benefits are and how people can access it.
2: Mm-hmm. So, over to you. Okay, okay, where do I start? Um, I think when you were just talking about film and music, when I've been reflecting recently about what brought me to where I am at this moment is I've always really been interested in people and storytelling and even things like ritual and just really making moments of connection whether it's me connecting with another person or a person connecting with themselves or just facilitating that moment of connection or introspection and I think that I remember when I first applied to art college that that's what the person who was looking through my portfolio said that's what they like remarked upon and one of the things that they always said when I was preparing for my interview, because at that point, like anyone who's putting together the portfolio now knows it's like quite an intense and rigorous thing for you to prepare. It's just like any job interview. Mm -hmm. But you have to go through months of uh, compiling this portfolio and designing it around the school that you want to go to. And they when I got there, they said that what was they were looking for was your um, potential and the sort of like that essence of like you want to experiment and you want to explore they didn't really want anyone who had like come to the conclusion this was the art they were going to make this was the medium this was it they didn't want like a complete a complete thing they wanted somebody who was like ready to grow and explore and i think I really I loved art school but one of the the thing that they taught us more than any skills they didn't really teach us any like practical like there was no drawing class there was no sculpture class really there was no, no none of that they just taught you how to be the artist that is that you need to be so the more the their approach was really more focused on showing you how you can interrogate your own artistic practice, how you can explore and really learn how to rigorously research the thing that you're interested in. Because when you've got like 30 artists in a room, nobody wants to make the same project or use the same material. Some like I had friends who were like making sculpture of sculptures out of beans and somebody who was doing a performance pretending to be a dog eating a kebab like you can't teach everyone the same thing and to be like now we're all copying this this masterpiece by Monet we yeah. it just doesn't work like that and I think um that's maybe why Central Saint Martins is renowned in the way that it is now I think there are like I would have liked a few more this is how you use this saw Lessons, but that they—I mean—they were probably access like accessible. I just didn't search for them. I was like yeah. off doing something else. I was in the library, or I was fiddling with dirt, or something. I don't know.
0: <laughs>
2: I think people perceive maybe the idea is that art school is like um like the old studios with the masters where everyone's sitting around and um practicing and practicing the same skills over and over, but. What really happens is that people do that for themselves in the studio. Like you figure out that you want to use this medium and you mostly teach yourself, which is difficult when you're in it, but it's like such a useful skill knowing that you are responsible for finding that person who knows how to use this material and figuring out how to go to the British library and find this really weird manuscript or whatever it is. It just teaches you like independence really
0: yeah i think um, and i think that's very much the case like if if people go to sort of a college sort of um to study like a foundation year or something before they go on they're taught to work with different mediums and things like that or if you do a level or, you know at school that type of thing mm. but i think like when you've gone to somewhere that's definitely renowned as the best college in the country undoubtedly it's very 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 difficult to get in you know, it's it's like someone going to Cambridge or Oxford for a specific subject. It's like the by without doubt, it's regarded as the best in the country. That's the idea. They help you to help yourselves and look at the theory and that because the talent's already there, mm. or you wouldn't be there. You've got that with your portfolio. It's teaching you to self-analyze and think on another level, as you said. Mm. And I think when I came out of uni doing my language course, I remember thinking, they've taught me to teach myself if I need to know another language the same standard as the ones I've already got I know the process I've got to go through to do that but at the time you're going through it you're just like it's traumatic almost and getting to the standard they want you to do but that's the difference and if you educate someone properly you educate them to be able to help themselves to that same level in a different area in the future and go on you don't just teach them to know what you've taught them Mm-hmm. and you fail someone if you do that you know so mm-hmm. hence you going off now and exploring further and it's funny you say that we've got a lovely guy who's um a self-taught artist isn't he um who came on and we went to his exhibition um recently john charles, yeah. Yeah, john charles. and um he's going down a different pathway in his art now and he experimented with different things than he normally does you know mm-hmm. and he was talking about that part of his journey and and we're watching his journey as an artist, developing everything. Mm-hmm. And that's what you've done now and you're choosing, you've chosen to do, you know, follow a different path now.
2: Mm-hmm. So
1: what was your biggest takeaway then, Grace, from, from your time? In uni? Yeah, at
0: St. Martins,
2: yeah. Um, what was my biggest takeaway? Mm-hmm. I think there were certain things that I wanted to do that I didn't do because... Um, for whatever reason because it was quite an intense environment um but i think there's things that i'm doing now that i would have done then because now i'm ready for it so i think that i guess what i'm saying the takeaway is if you're interested in something and you feel drawn to it and you've got instinct is telling you to do that it's never wrong so like i've cycled back to these things now because i feel like like i'm in the right place to explore them but yeah. the interest has always been there it's just like almost like if your gut instinct is telling you you should like you you have to listen because it, it's never wrong even in you know like when they say if you don't walk down that street if you feel like it's not there you it's you're always right
1: yeah yeah it is your intuition is And something inside telling you there's a reason why and um and i think you know you, you're saying it's, it's your passion and you know um you do revisit stuff you, you know you might have an idea and something you think that's a pretty cool thing and it might not be at the time and then you come back to it and um you, you know you, you will revisit it if, if it's right for you if it's not right for you um you know you just you, something else comes along doesn't it mm-hmm. that's right and so then after college and everything and when i did a
0: little bit of spanish with you because you went off to um do a project didn't you in the galapagos yeah. Islands? Yeah, so
2: that was like a bit after a bit after uni after uni i'd like because i i didn't i still didn't know what i wanted to do i still i think everyone's still figuring out what they want to do in some capacity um there was a period of time i took a year out in um it was an optional year out in the middle of uni that Mm -hmm. you could do and um pursue something that was gonna contribute to your learning and would be like marked for your degree um So at the time that I was applying for that, I was really interested in things like BSL and the way that people communicate with things other than language, like physical speech. So I am trained to be a puppeteer in London, on this there's like only one of them in the country but maybe for a reason because i'm not sure like but it is amazing it's this really weird rickety old boat on the thames and it's like a lot li- of live puppet shows that we do on there um so i trained with them and that was amazing so then yeah, but- I did that a little bit after uni Grace, is that the one that was in
0: liverpool though? what's it called jump ship what's it called that it- ship
2: it's never travelled anywhere other than the Te- like the Thames Canal. I don't know if i would make it. Like a pool that was
0: done on a boat and you got on and it all went like that. And yeah. It was just amazing.
2: That was that was um, Royal Deluxe. They're like a big scale art in, um sort of performance art. They call it, um, what's the word, the word? Like promenade, like art in promenade um Mm -hmm. where because they walked through the streets of Liverpool they had like loads of different kids and um school groups and community groups contributing Mm -hmm. to that work and then it culminated in the docks Um, a big um the one of the large puppets went on a boat and then it like drove sailed off but maybe oh that
1: was the like the giants wasn't it when the giants came and then the uncle went off
2: I
0: mean we're going back 20 years I'm sure it was in Liverpool before it went to London. And it was this boat, and you went on the boat and saw the performance and everything folded up, and they were puppeteers. It was amazing, but never mind. Okay, so so you did you did the puppetry?
2: So I did that for a while, and um, when I was and so I started doing workshops and things like that, th- working with people and um, to do creative things that, like all manner of things, um, because in in uni I was just talking about how it all works in that, cause everyone wants to do different things. The way that they make it a bit easier to handle is that they divide you into medium specific groups. So, mm-hmm. cause some people do just wanna paint. So there'll be like one group that's painters, one, and so it was like 2D, paint drawing 3d um maybe sculpture 4d which was like time-based media so performance art or film and then xd which i always felt like was the one where they were like we don't know what to do with you so we'll put you in that and that was the one that i was in um but it what it really meant was that you were interested in public facing art so art with community groups art with people art that's that doesn't feel exclusive and it doesn't have to be in a gallery space. It's like welcoming and you want people to be engaging with it. Yeah. Um, so I think that's one of the reasons that I've cycled back around to this. And that's one of the reasons that I wanted to go to Ecuador and I was exploring that because I didn't feel like I, sh- I wanted to be in London anymore. Cause it's like, it was like too hard to be doing these loads of these sh- like short jobs that didn't pay a lot. So i moved back to liverpool and i was exploring places that i could go um to learn different artistic practices and particularly i wanted to learn about um to go to a communities where art and ritual is integrated into their life or their culture um so i found um this this organization that would basically place you in different communities. And the one I ended up being placed in, in Ecuador, it wasn't in the Galapagos in the end. Um, it was, um, in this province called Tena,
1: which is like, Mm. there's like
2: so many provinces. Um, but I just basically stayed in that community for about four months, five months. Um, and originally I wanted to go and learn, um, about their like jewellery making practices and how they whittle things and how they um, make clothes Um, but obviously what I want is not what the community wants so I quickly was like okay so I need to figure out how I learn and what the outcome of my the outcome of my learning is beneficial to the community because I'd think been thinking about it too abstractly like it's not about me going to learn, I've got to contribute to the community because that's the way it works. And um, Sandra was so helpful with the Spanish because if I hadn't have recapped that Spanish, I would have literally, that that was an embarrassing moment for me because when I got there, I was just holding on onto the Spanish that I'd learned and refreshed, but it's still certainly not fluent. And then they started speaking in their indigenous language so I was like, "Whoa, I have no idea what's happening now." And then the only other English speaker I knew drove off, drove off, and I didn't hear even Spanish for like three weeks. Wow!
0: Oh, did they? Speak
2: were Kechua. you by yourself? Were you? Were you? Or was yep, there any... Completely by myself. Um, and they speak. You're cool. the right, Sandra. They speak the the community I live, lived with was spoke Quechua.
0: Excellent. Um, yeah.
2: But they. They, were, they kind of had one foot in the um, Quechua community, but then still were slightly integrated into like the surrounding areas. And because they, they yeah. kind of had to be to make any money and survive. So they would do this really weird, like combination of Quechua and Spanish, but like Ecuadorian Spanish. And I ended up understanding it pretty well to the point where another Quechua person would speak and a fluent Spanish person wouldn't have a clue what they'd said but the weird Quechua Spanish that they've made up, I would kind of have an understanding, but the yeah. languages are not even remotely similar in my eyes, but I, I'm not a linguist.
0: No, they're not, they're not, because Quechua is indigenous from, um, you could do it at Liverpool Uni, actually. Quechua is indigenous from South America, so it's, it would have grown separately, and, of course, what the Spanish came on when the conquistadores went over there, mm. So um they would they wouldn't be related at all, but how cool. I bet you picked it up super fast.
2: I did to be fair. And I think um just living with them was really amazing. And yeah. like it was like a really humbling experience because I was and I had to teach myself every now and then. I was like the only, I was like, um what did they call me? They called me like a rang which basically is like like a skinny white grasshopper like that's what I think that's what they were going to say better than a fat one yeah and yeah. <laughs> um, but like they but they were so they had this sounds like a bizarre um comparison to make, but I felt like they had quite a scout sense of humor because there were a few like every now and then you know the way um like scouse people are really like quite self-deprecating and yeah just like like light there would yeah. be some um every now and then we'd get a coach of tourists like pull up into the community and the first time i heard them speak in english I, it was like a relief to me to hear it because i hadn't heard someone speak english or seen like anyone who looked remotely like me for ages but then i decide i made the conscious effort to, to not like like be excited by that and not to Give myself over to them just to like yeah. hang back and just do my thing with the community members um where was i going with that i forgot where i was like oh, no, yeah. so then like the tourists like the american tourists would come in and then i'd see someone in the community make a joke to them and they wouldn't get it like at all like I, it just was not clicking um but that was always interesting as well to see the dynamic change or shift when like tourists came because even like the kids acted a little bit different and there was one time that I was like just chilling in the background I think I was they had like a ceremony like a ritual space and yeah. when these tourists came they'd prepare food in the ritual space they'd wear um like their traditional clothing they'd like get out all of their like wares like the jewelry and stuff and they would do their dancing and singing which was amazing and I was sat in the fire pit like with them and I must have looked filthy and my hair must have been wild, but mm-hmm. and I was wearing like a pair of dungarees mm-hmm. and then I heard this like American person go like what's that white girl doing over there? Like <laughs> that <movie> or something <laughs> and I was like, No, I'm okay.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, but it, so then you came back from Ecuador and that um so what led you to become a a professional sound therapist then what inspired you into that
2: I've been like the training process I've um I've finished qualified qualified like I think I handed all my stuff in about a month ago now and it's been so it's been about a year and a half two years the training process and I think um so it was kind of happening like I'd read about it ages ago, like a really long time ago. And like I was saying, I returned back to it when COVID was happening because I got into doing it myself, like listening to other people's as a way to like manage stress. Um, and so then I, I went back into exploring it again. And I've always really been interested in like sound and storytelling and especially like, it's kind of like a scientific A scientifically proven version of like magic to me because like it does affect people like i've seen it and it's happened that it does work um and so i sort of delved into do and it was a lot of it was online which was really nice because obviously during covid no one could like like meet or do anything um so i like trained with the british academy of sound therapy which we were talking about earlier um and they are like one of the only like officially recognized bodies in the UK that do it. And they're they're pretty well known and people from everywhere come and train with them or do online studies. Um, And they've got their own specific method that they teach you in, which is called the BAST method. And they've been training that specific method um, since about 1994, I think it is. And um, one part of the qualifying is you have to do it, obviously a number of sessions. but you have to contribute to a scientific study as well with um, the findings you get from feedback in two different sessions. So they're actively doing, like constantly doing scientific studies into the benefits for all sorts of people. So the study that I contributed to was for people with chronic pain and the potential benefits for people with chronic pain. So i worked with a number of people who have have fibromyalgia um, and we submitted all the surveys and questionnaires and feedback. So we should get some um, some learnings from that, um, but they're really well known. And I think um, because it's like maybe more science focused than other modalities or other trainings, people seem different, people are more drawn to it because you can do all sorts, manner of courses. And I think um, the perception is they're a bit like woo woo, hocus pocus. But the course, which is, like, this is, I I love all that, but not everyone loves that. Um, But the nice thing about BAST is that it's a combination of holistic sound therapy and um, neuroscience. So you kind of get an understanding of both and why the sound is working and what sounds to make to create a certain brainwave frequency or whatever.
0: Yeah, 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 of course, of course. Well, it's like radio waves, isn't it? You know, and people have sound waves the impact of that etc and are some people a lot more responsive to sound than others though
2: um they are but in the training we learn what happens when someone has a negative response and why that might be and how you lead them through it so they have like a framework um called like the five r's and one of the five r's that sometimes people may experience is complete resistance to the sound or maybe they decide they've got resistance to me as a facilitator or to the space that they're in or to the blanket that they lay on that day so you sort of learn how to manage people through that in a group setting um in a way that they're not going too much into like a into their own experience in a stressful way or impacting the group as a whole like you have Mm -hmm. to make sure it's balanced within the group when people are sharing and people don't overshare and it's distressing for them.
1: So I know somebody who's sorry, who's done the sound bath um, who's um, so she had chronic pain and she went and she was just, blown away by it. and she come behind you and I was like hell it's amazing and they do this and da, 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 you know and, and the other um so Diane Hughes is saying she, you're a very brave girl for what you did and then she's saying she has um brain damage and she can't cope with loud noise mm-hmm. um and but but I know that the the lady I was talking about she, you know for her and her, her pain um threshold it um it, sorry for her pain management it, it was amazing and, and you know she she felt so much better mm-hmm. um I'm curious before you were talking about BSL um, and so so I work with with the deaf community and a lot of them, you know, they can't hear but they feel the vibrations of particular music and they they can feel the vibrations. Has a Gong or sound therapy or anything like that ever been done with the deaf community that you know? I don't of? know.
2: I think that's. I was thinking about that the other day. I think it's such an exciting idea, and I think um I, I I was thinking about how I want to propose this as a study to the British Academy of Sound Therapy because I think why why would you not include that group of society, especially when they're like uber sensitive to like vibrations. I think that's really exciting, and I feel like it would work. Um, yeah. so, but like Diane was saying um, was, is it Diane that, that Diane's them, listening, yeah yeah. so the right sound therapist should be able to tailor the sound experience for the right for the person, the people that they're dealing with, so say for example somebody like Diane who can't bear loud noise they should, it, they should not be advised to be in a gong bath it's going to be too stimulating, it's going to be painful for them and so what when I'm doing my sessions, I make sure everyone prior to the session starting fills in a form. So I know if they've, um, if they're on any medication, if they have mental health issues that are particularly um, like prominent at the moment, things that like, if they've got metal plates in the body, so they've got metal plates and they're going to be right next to a big vibrating thing. Like that's not going to be great for them. And so there will be sound therapists that can, that can tailor things to people who maybe think that that so people think oh I can't do it mm-hmm. there will be a type of sound therapy for someone like Dan maybe it's someone who sings maybe it's the voice or maybe it's bowls balanced on your body there's always I think there is always a type like I some I knew someone who didn't want to come to my sound bath because she had a gong bath and she hated it it was too intense it was too overwhelming and I don't work with gongs at the moment, mostly because I can't fit them in my car. Um, but yeah, there is always something for somebody. You just have to make sure you go to the right one for you. But that is that is about knowing as well.
0: So Grace, you 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 do, you're from Manchester originally, aren't you? But your family are from Liverpool, so you're on Merseyside. So you've come you've come to and you're living on Wirral now, aren't you? So you you started this on Will though, didn't you? Your first mm-hmm. course, is that right? So who would access it? Who is it is it for anyone to have a go at
1: or
2: at some therapy? Yeah anybody so um i'm trained to do it in a group setting and that group can consist of any type of person as long as like as i was just mentioning mentioned the contraindications things like if if they're under three months pregnant but that's like with most holistic therapies they don't like they don't recommend a massage and things like that um it, anyone can come as long as they're safe to have it and i've had also like every walk of life come i would like um more people to come in, maybe people who feel nervous to lie on the floor, maybe they can sit. And I think, San, I want to make it more accessible so people, even if they can't even leave the home or they're too, they've are too, they run back from work and they haven't managed to come to the yoga studio or wherever it is, you can do it from home with a good pair of headphones or earphones. Um, so it's it is for everyone. And I do different types of sessions. So some that will be more stimulating, or um, I would say more reflective. So um, I do reflect, reflection-based sessions or reflection-focused sessions and other ones that are purely about relaxation. So it's you come in and you just have the, like I lead you through the sound. Some, the re- reflection ones, I take you through some sort of mindfulness and focus exercises prior to it, because then that sort of frames the session. So you're taking whatever you need to into the session in your mind so you can almost focus on that um so i really think it's for everyone it, i think people do think it's a bit like hocus
1: pocus um oh,
2: yeah. if, we love we love
1: a bit of hocus pocus yeah, though don't
2: so we son? I sign up I'm, I'm so with... um how long is a session <laughs> um, typically a session lasts about an hour let me just flick my light on
1: Sure. I know. Oh, it's it's
2: so sad, isn't it, that we've know, end of all yeah. of and we're now having to
1: put our lights on halfway through. <laughs> um, so so it's typically about an hour. Yeah. Is it a course or is it one offs or is it you just go? We when... can,
2: well, at the moment, it's just um I'll tell people what the session is um that time what that particular session is for. They can come to that one. They can come to every single one. I tend to um I do them in a few different places. But I tend to cycle them. So I'm not doing if someone wanted to come to one every week, I'm not doing the same one every week. Mm -hmm. So I do, as I said, the relaxation focused sound baths, the reflection focused ones and then drum journeys as well. And I do find that different people are drawn to different instruments. So some people really really like the crystal balls like they love that and some people really connect to the drum and to percussion um and i think more our one thing i've been surprised by in this process is that a lot of people feel like a deep connection to the drum um and it is because there's um it's like the rhythm of our bodies and our heartbeats and it's i think the the it's a, like a literal scientific thing called rhythmic entrainment. And so the way that I play the drum is supposed to mimic your heartbeat. So you tap into it and then, I, and then you sort of deeply connected with it that entire time then. And then it just allows your brain to go into like an altered state of consciousness, which is um, the specific one would be alpha. And in that state is when you're able to deeply relax and either focus and process things or just like let things go uh we
1: need to come to this so oh, i'm like this now we need we need a timetable <laughs>
0: when it is where it is how we get there how much it is and does it go for a number of weeks if you do
2: like do you do like a full course
0: or something
2: well at the moment i'm finding i'm just sort of testing the waters to see what people are more of a bit like drawn to um okay. i'm doing um This week, I confirmed that I'm going to be doing a retreat, um, a part of a retreat day with my social sister. Um, And so they're doing a retreat day on the 18th. And I'll be doing two sessions in that one day um, with the same group. And so I'll be able to tailor it. So it's like the first session has one aim and the second one has another and they work together. Um, Sunday. Sunday. That's on the 18th. Where is it? It's in... um, you know Brimstage Hall? Yes, I do. In one of the barns and some of the breakout rooms there. Lovely. So are they always done indoors or can you do sound therapy outdoors? You can do sound therapy outdoors. Um, and the only real limitation is on making sure that the sound um, quality um, is the same for everyone and everyone's getting the same um, experience. And so I am investing in some like a proper PA and mic. And once you've got that all sorted, you can do it in the woods. You can do it um, you could probably do it on the beach. You would just have to make sure you got like the um equipment right.
1: Yeah.
2: Yes. So Bernie's listening in and she says,
1: Amazing Grace. Wow. There you go. Wow. Oh, it's Bernie.
0: <laughs> Bernie's amazing. She does loads for food banks and helps pensioners and does all kinds. So uh,
1: gosh,
0: and, Yeah, and makes amazing food and the yeah. best food. The best. Food.
2: Egg. Best in the business. <laughs> <laughs>
1: amazing food. Um. Okay, so how do people find out about you? Because I'm just going to put into our
2: little comments now. Um, so you have a Facebook page. Mm-hmm, which is, is it... Alter Sound. Um, that's the one that's on my little square. Um, is that the easiest way to get in touch? That or Instagram. Um, and I'm Alter underscore Sound on Instagram. And I'm, I'm going to put be putting up in a, inst- a uh, mailing list as well. So people can know where I am. People can, I
1: can sign up yeah so it's alter underscore sound yeah for Insta. there you go okay and then they'll be able to email you and get on or or fill in some forms and stuff and get on the mailing yeah. list
2: yeah, yeah brilliant
1: amazing well i think the time's absolutely flown um, um, So it's, uh, what's the future then <laughs> last little question what's
2: the future um uh, i like have my own space at some point. But I also want to expand into using other instruments, particularly this one, I'm going to be using my voice a lot, which is super exciting. Um, and training in more modalities. um, so I can have like a really expansive offering. Um, and, and maybe training to do more one-on-one therapies so I can really go into it with someone and do like a proper treatment plan with them specifically and only them um just to yeah that would probably be the next step and then probably doing a lot of more stuff online if I can be more technical um just so it's like more um inclusive
0: yeah it's more accessible to people that way maybe live in
2: the area do you work with children or is it adults or is it both um primarily with adults but there's no reason why i couldn't work with children um and i think i was thinking about um applications in school as well especially when kids are um stressing before exams and things like that just to have that like hour of chill time for them um yeah i think there's there's no reason why that wouldn't work and i think it would be really beneficial how many um how many people tend to
1: tend to attend um you know how, how many people would you have in a group
2: um it really depends on the space some spaces with me and all my instruments and everyone lying down um that tend to be like no more than six which is a really nice number like quite an intimate group but then i've i think the most i've done it for is like 16 um but that's purely been limited on space. I could do it for more, especially because I'm going to be getting like a little head mic and a PA really soon. Ah, wow. nice. um, so Mike's listening and he says, She seems like a very
1: intelligent young woman. You watch, she is a very intelligent young woman. Yeah, definitely. Um, it's not
2: my uncle Mike. I bet that's, that's my uncle. Mike. That's your uncle, Mike. It is your
1: uncle, Mike. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uncle Mike listening in. Oh
0: and the thing and quite right too because they must be so proud of you and everything you've uh, achieved
1: so i'd love to love to love to um follow the um the the a deaf sound bath gong bath with you i'd really love yeah. to sort of like explore that yeah because um, i think, I think so it'd be a dead idea. cool so one of my the, the the guy who taught me one of my tutors um we were talking about thunder um thunder and lightning stuff like that and, and he said oh it's, it's about a thunder and i was like really um yeah. anyway he couldn't hear the thunder but if he put his hand on the window he could feel it yeah um and so and, and the, the sound waves bounce off walls and things don't they so it depends where they're mm-hmm. sat and i listened to an amazing um the high performance podcast and it was um can't remember the lady's name but she's deaf and she's um a solo percussionist um well worth a listen she's incredible and it's mm-hmm. where she positions herself in the orchestra um, right? Yeah, and how she sees and she is unbelievable and she's released music and everything she's just um and she tells her story of how um when she was in school and i think it's absolutely brilliant i'll find it and send it over to you but it's it's an amazing uh-huh. it's a great one to listen to to sort of get into their world you know and say yes they can do it and they can yeah. and they, you know they can feel the vibrations and things yeah mm-hmm.
0: it's great cool. Grace, when's your next session starting, then that you're doing, as well as that one you said on the 17th? Have you got, like, an evening
2: course going or anything? I do monthly ones at um, a private yoga studio in Wallachie Village. Yeah. I also do sessions at Concept Corner in New Brighton. Um, I've done one or two at the Women's Org in town. That's um, around the corner from our office. It's
0: around yeah. Not not commented on my vermicelli here tonight.
1: Um, no. Evelyn not- Glenny, that's it. That's yeah, that's the lady. Yeah, that's the lady. Right.
2: Thank you, Uncle Ryan. Um and then I've got um the retreat day I'm doing with my social sister. And I'm also doing another retreat day um in New Ferry in October. I think it's the 2nd of October, um, in a place called Anchor Haven. It's like a crystal shop. Um and I'm gonna be one of the sort of holistic therapists that are gonna be there that day. There's gonna be like Reiki or sorts going on. Um Yeah. So we any any information, any dates we just get from your page,
0: then alter that, yeah. And we'll share that on here as well. Any dates you put on there, we'll share on our page successfully Amazing. so people can check out. Because I think we definitely want a trip over there, don't we? Definitely. <laughs> It's I would different. like to do
2: more on the um on your side as well because there's so many yoga studios and mm. places like that that I think people would be more than welcome well, you
0: know It's funny you say that, Grace because we dropped off uh, two computers today from IP% to um An Hour for Others uh, and I gave them to Kevin and he showed me the space they've got now in Chewbrook by the roundabout and there's a big massive space there, you know and he was saying they were going to do a then we said, "Oh, it's a waste. We're gonna do it for this, that, and the other." And he was telling me all the things to do with the space, and they work with young people as well. Mm-hmm. And I thought that'd be quite good, you know. Yeah,
2: I'm writing all this down. <laughs> yeah, yeah we'll, we'll,
1: we'll speak to you. We'll, send
2: we'll definitely have
1: a couple, and and, uh, and we'll and have and a be fully booked. and then mm-hmm. all
0: of this. No, no, no. It sounds great. It's really, really positive. I'm dying to have a go now.
1: Sure. You know well i know chrissy does has done quite a lot of them and she travels quite a bit and she's been doing them for a long time and she goes oh mate she says you definitely need to go to one She just and then i know a few other people who've done them who just say it's just amazing you know mm. um and i was like oh i definitely need to go but every time they sort of like pop up it's like the next day or that night or something whereas yeah. you need to book it in don't you and say right okay we're definitely going yeah. to this time off yeah definitely yeah. I'm gonna do
2: more tasters online. So just like even on my Instagram, just like short videos so people get a better sense of what it is. And it's less intimidating thinking, God, what am I? Some some witch is gonna take me on some horrible. I don't trip. think anyone thinks this about this. No. <laughs> I did we go to a session and she went, but I'm religious, I can't do this. I was like, I'm not gonna be casting what? spells on you. She'd have been a pain raised to
1: you don't want that in your class. Right? Yeah, yeah. Um right, so it's just gone, it's flown. We've got a quick little um yeah. so red face. Any red face for you, son? I can't remember that I'm not sharing it. So uh
0: that's that. Oh, that red. <laughs> Every I think week, face, honest to God, I walk around permanent um, some people would never show the face again if they had a week like <laughs> <much>. <laughs> Honestly, I think
2: I've been quite well, be, well behaved this week. I, I need to write them down. Grace, what about you? Um, I've had a couple of embarrassing things related to my tooth because my face was all swollen and people having like embarrassed, like intense, react- it still looks swollen now. Um, I went to, I, I felt miserable because I had a big swollen face. I went to get my nails done and then she went, Are you okay? And I went, Yeah, I've just got a bit of a, a bit of a, and pointed at my face and she went, Really dry skin. (laughs) I was like, no. I was like, I real no, that's not what I'm saying. (laughs) But I'm fuming now, even. But now I need to go home and slather myself in lotion. But that was pretty embarrassing.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Dry skin. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. it's He's probably trying yeah. to sell you something um, yeah. So shout out to the grown-ups Any grown-ups who've been amazing Can I go first, Sam? Yeah, go on then Okay, I'm going to shout out to Oscar Zhao Ronan, Dana And Soph for helping us out On our um two-day events they were amazing you know they rocked up and they they were brilliant it was just really really cool it was amazing and but a massive massive huge shout out to our very own sophie lewis newton who has passed her business manager's um um assessment assignment that she was doing uh, it and she's it's been 14 months I think it's been that she's been doing it hasn't it of course is, it's about 14 months uh, okay. and um she passed and she said oh yeah I've just and um so we had a big celebration so we went for our breakfast this morning because she's back in school on wow. Thursday so well done Soph um she's worked super super hard for it and um yeah I made up for her
0: Okay, um, I've got a shout out to Ben Jones, who's a lovely man who has an air conditioning company over the water, and he helped raise over £4,000 a couple of days ago in Wallasey, actually, on the beach um, for local charities, flipping a tractor tyre to oh, miles, and there were a few people who helped them as well, that was brilliant, And um, to people from the Battler, who some were um, drumming in the cavern but also loads went down to Notting Hill Carnival and they haven't been able to go for a few years and battler groups come from all over the world to do that event and from the UK and that the, the, the largest contingency goes down from Liverpool so I thought that was Brilliant. great. It's the first
1: one in three years isn't it? Oh, yes, the they were all excited about that so shout out to them too Brilliant, well done everybody hey, Grace any grown ups that you want to shout out to?
2: Um, I'll shout out my Auntie Bernie and my Uncle Mike, please, oh. <laughs> for tuning in today and um, for introducing me to Sandra a few years oh. ago. Um, and just for everyone who's been really helpful along my journey so far.
1: Amazing, amazing. Oh, you'll be made up.
2: Yeah you like, I'm on the telly. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, big shout-out. Well done, Mike. Well done, Bernie, as well. Um, so, positive challenge, Grace, that people can go out and about and do this week?
2: Um, I would say put on some music, whether there's another person that's present or not, and either sing really loudly to it, or if you can do both, also dance and pretend like, you're, you're living your best life and don't be embarrassed by the bizarre moves that come out of your body.
1: Dance like no one's watching and sing like Indeed. no one's listening. Yeah. yeah. No uh, one needs to listen when me and Sam sing, do they?
0: <laughs> sang along this morning with the Beach Boys. Emmett Wood have left. He just put, he'd put his headphones in. But this is the big joke, Grace, that we're going to have singing lessons because neither of us can sing a note and we both love music. So we want to... <laughs> We're
1: going to rock a duet, aren't we? (laughs) We're going to rock a duet. (laughs) Um, So Diane Hughes says, thank you. What a great show. Um, Uh, Jackie McLaughlin says, well done, Grace. Oh, that's my mum. Hi, (laughs) mum. Jackie, your mum, sorry, Grace, your mum says, well done. Uh, Tom, he's up for the challenge and he's singing today. Tom is actually listening in from New Orleans. Orleans. (laughs) Have a good singing New Orleans. Uh, So well done, Tom. Um, and a massive thank you, Grace, for sharing all your exciting stuff with us and how you've got to where you are. And we wish you all the best for the future. We definitely, definitely will be soundbathing with you when yes. we um, <laughs> and we'll share everything. Well, um, a massive thank you, isn't it, to everyone who's listened in. And Grace is going to give us her closing quote, mantra, positive quote that she lives by um, to finish the show. So a massive thank you to you and a massive thank you to Sandra as well. So, and over
2: to you, Grace. Yeah. Thanks so much for having me guys. Um my mantra at the moment just off the challenge is movement is medicine.
1: 100% movement is medicine. Yeah, mm-hmm. definitely. Um and it's what we all sort of, you know, Move that little bit every day, you know, and um, sing and dance and just have a great time, isn't it? Just rock life and, and just have, have a great time. So, massive thank you. We will see everybody next week and we will be sharing Grace's things, um, all over social media because it's Ace. Um, yeah, okay. so and we'll see everybody next week. Thank you. Bye bye.